were saying, you know, he likes a lot of these stocks that are just had the, you know, the stuffing kicked out of them. But the problem with a lot of these things, like, he, you know, he likes H&R Block. This is still giving sell signals. This is a triple bottom. Well, wait a minute. It broke through its support line, which is like cancer. Three, four. We're about to have a fifth sell signal. There hasn't been a buy signal yet this year, and he likes this stock. $12.84. This is H&R Block. It hasn't stopped going down yet. We need to have a base built before we can we can move on. And this was the big problem at the end of 2008. Stocks and mutual funds and, and the indexes, the indices, had fallen so far that people were saying, well, we're, we're bound to have a, you know, a, a rebound. These things can't fall this far without some kind of bounce back. But the problem is that they went down so sharply that we need to form a base. And that's exactly what happened it, you know, after the market fell apart in September and October. We had November and part of December where we really were just treading water. And, and on a point and figure chart, that's just column after column after column of X's and O's just going back and forth, nothing happening, just making one gigantic base. And it wasn't until March, I mean a full six months later, where things really, really started to work. So we decided that we would turn on the microphone early and you know, not follow our usual pattern only because we noticed in preparation for our podcast today that all of the stocks that uh, John Dorfman thought were too high to buy and overbought and all, you know, gone too far, but all of those charts look fantastic. And every chart that he is really in favor of, they, they haven't stopped going down. None of them have formed a base. They continue to give sell signals. They've broken through support lines. They look absolutely tragic. Things that, from a point and figure perspective, I would never touch. And that's why we have two completely polar opposite approaches to managing money. And you raised a very good point about buying these stocks when they're cheap. You know what's what's the game plan? Well, I assumed that if you're buying a stock that's such a um, that's on such a steady decline, that when you buy it um, for pennies on the dollar, as Dorfman likes to do, you would just be looking really to make a quick profit. Um, it seems if the general pattern is a decline, it might rebound for a bit, but obviously it would continue to go down. So, you know, if you want to make a quick buck, maybe you can do that. But to to watch these stocks or like annually or something like that, it seems a terrible game plan. That seems to be the, the approach with a lot of value managers. Uh, like Dorfman, they want to buy uh, stocks at pennies on the dollar, but most value managers have an extremely long vision of when they're going to be flipping that stock. Uh, there's another value money, uh, money manager in Connecticut, Mario Gabelli, who's one of the more famous value managers, and his holding period is normally 10 years. That's a really long time, especially if you're an individual investor and you're getting your brokerage statement or your 401k statement every quarter or every month. Uh, it's a little hard to swallow sometimes when you see the same stocks just bumping along on the bottom and nothing really happening. So what we try and do each week with these podcasts is we take the recommendations that are mentioned in John Dorfman's column and we take his value approach, the stocks that he mentions, and we put them up on a point and figure chart. We get our point and figure charts from Dorsey Wright in Richmond, Virginia. 
the companies that we're mentioning here today, we're not recommending them. These are recommendations that John Dorfman has put out, and these were mentioned in his uh, syndicated column on Sunday, December 19th. And, and so what we, what we really try to stress to everybody is you really need to talk with an advisor before you're making decisions whether to buy or sell. If you don't have an advisor, you can contact us. You can reach Maluli Asset Management at area code 732-223-9000. You can also find us on the web at www.maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y. So, Allison... Let's talk about the stocks that he doesn't like first. Well, he seems a bit skeptical of Priceline.com to start with. Yeah, Priceline has come a long way in, you know, last year when the stock was bouncing around $280, people just didn't believe it could uh, be a levitation act like it has. And uh, and now, uh, a year later, the stock's bouncing around $400. The chart pattern still looks really very strong. There is a quadruple bottom waiting at 396. Stocks at 407. You'd get another buy signal if the stock were to um, get up to 424. So as long as you know where the stops are, pretty safe. Like any, looking at any point in figure chart, if you know where your entry and exit points are, you can do okay with this. I'll also mention that at 396. If the stock were to break that, it would be a quadruple bottom break, but it would only be uh, the stock would only be pulling back to the middle of its trading band, and so it's something that I think with a four hundred dollar stock, you need to give it a lot of latitude. Nobody likes losing money, but if you had a ten percent stop on a four hundred dollar stock, you're you're talking about a stock that could that could fall forty points, and so sometimes it it takes a little adjusting to get used to hundred two hundred. $400 stocks. Um, and I tell people, look, if you bought a, a, a stock, right now Priceline's at $407. If you move the decimal over one spot and say, hey, if you bought a $40 stock and it went to 36 that's a 10% move. So with a, a stock like Priceline at 407 if the stock moved down to 360 or 370 that's a 10% move. So we got to keep it all in perspective. Well, along the same line, same lines, Dorfman talks about Win Resorts, um, and he recognizes that the stock has actually done pretty well in the past, but I think his hesitance stems from the fact that its best results came in 2006, and since then, it's been a little shaky. Well, uh, I'm looking at a chart that, just going back over the last year, uh, in November of 2009, the stock was uh, trading in the mid-50s. Uh, today, it's trading at 105, so if that's shaky, I'll take it all you know, seven days a week. Uh, the the really great thing about Wynn Resorts, uh, W-Y-N-N, is that you've got a very clear sell signal. 96 would be a sell signal. You've got a support line at 92. And so these are, uh, this is a really good example of where you can really limit the risk. And so I tell clients all the time, we need to manage how much exposure we're going to have when we buy a company like this, whether it's a mutual fund, a commodity, or an individual stock, anything with a chart, we need to know where our entry and exit points are. And so I'd be a little concerned if, if the stock gave a sell signal at 96. It would be the first sell signal in a pretty long uptrend. I mean, this, we don't have a sell signal going back until April. <clears throat> it's also done a very good job of holding its support line. And so if this stock were to break its support line at uh, and get to $92, 
then we'd have a clear change in trend. So I really like this because I can say, hey, at 105, we've got a few points, about 10% of risk here. Um, I'm willing to risk 10% in something that, that looks like it's still got a lot of upside to run. Um, I'm not sure if you wanted to go into Super Value or Pulte Group. Dorfman's yeah. a little hesitant about those as well. These are the stocks that are trading under, uh, these are two examples of, of companies that are trading under their support line. And I, as a general rule, I, I like to stay away from these kind of patterns because you've got an uphill battle on your chart. With super value, the stock symbol is SVU, and uh, it really is part of SVU, Special Victims Unit. Um, <clears throat> this stock really did not do all that much in 2009, and when it got to 2010, uh, in March, this stock was $17. It's now trading at 8.5, so it's been sliced in half just in this calendar year, actually in the last nine months and it's given three straight sell signals, it's broken its support line, it's really a stock that I think most investors ought to avoid because there's just too much risk in something like this. Um, and to boot, uh, SuperValue Inc. also has a heavy debt, Dorfman mentioned, so that's something that worries him. And you know, it's pretty interesting uh, that you bring that up, Allison, because uh, a lot of times people will ask me about stocks and I'll look at the chart and I'll see it going down and there won't be any news on a stock and I'll say you know I don't really know the reason why it's going down today or this week or, or even this month or this year but somebody knows something and they're selling the stock and that is the beauty of these point and figure charts is that they will give you many many signs ahead of time that something is wrong or something's happening with the company stocks uh, charts in general cannot give you buy signals unless the stock is moving up. Stocks can't give sell signals unless the stock is going down, and the stock has to go down for a reason. Now, that reason might be inside information. It may be a big mutual fund that's decided they're going to unload their stock. There could be a whole host of reasons why someone is selling the stock. But the thing that we got to remember is there are more sellers out there than buyers when you see these stocks giving sell signals. And so it really comes down to supply and demand with all of these charts. If there's more buyers, price must rise. If there are more sellers, no matter how great the news is, company stock is going to fall. What about Pulte Group? Is that how okay. you pronounce it? Pulte, yeah. Pulte, Pulte. Home. Uh, Pulte Home Builders, uh, PHM is the symbol. The stock is seven, uh, $7.34 at the moment. This stock was range-bound. It had traded all of 2009 and all of 2010, and for that matter, for most of 2008 as well, uh, between a range of $8 and $12. Um, <clears throat> at the very end of uh, last year, beginning of this year, it did get up to 13 and a half, uh, but it's been a straight shot downhill since the end of May. So now we're talking six months where the stock gave a pretty significant sell signal, then it broke its support line, and nothing has turned this thing around at all. Pulte does make some higher-end homes in different parts of the country, and I think you're seeing a lot of people just throwing in the towel on, um, on these home builders. I think it might be a long road back for some of them. Well, to switch gears a little bit, uh, that was it for the stocks that are going down that Dorfman doesn't like, or rather does like, um, but to switch gears a little bit, we can talk about some of the stocks that Dorfman favors. Um, and I know we had mentioned H&R Block a little bit, which seems to me to have a steady decline, but Dorfman recommends it. 
the stock broke its support line. It also had a triple bottom break at the same time. That was at $16 a share. That was a pretty significant uh, sign right there. The stock is now at $12, but more importantly, it has not given a buy signal since then. And so we had a triple bottom in it, uh, that occurred during March and April. We had another sell signal in August, another one in October. Uh, stock has rallied a bit here. It's gone from its low of the year, 10.5, back up to 13.5. So like we were saying earlier, you can get some trades. If you're crafty and nimble, you can pick off a stock at 10.5 and flip it at 13 and make 30%. But the odds of that happening are, are pretty slim. Uh, most times, like H&R Block and some of these other stocks that we've mentioned, this thing hasn't stopped going down yet. It looks like the stock is still heading lower. And you know, when I saw this stock um, and that Dorfman had recommended it, I thought maybe the tax season coming up was he took that into account, but he didn't actually mention that at all. He just sort of said uh, that it generally has potential. Well, what do you think about Apollo Group? He also says generically that it has potential and doesn't explain any further. Yeah. What do you think? You know, Apollo Group, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that was uh, Apollo Group, A-P-O-L is the symbol. They're the parent company for Phoenix, the University of Phoenix online. And I think at some point down the road, these are going to be, I think they're terrific concept stocks, but if I showed you the chart and covered up the name, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near this. This particular stock, Apollo Group, broke their support line in uh, April at $60 a share. Stock is now 38. Uh, it's given a couple of brief buy signals. Every time it's approached its overhead resistance line, it gets beaten back down. That's why I always remind clients that support and resistance lines are like brick walls. It takes a, a big effort for charts to break those patterns. So the stock is now sitting here. <clears throat> it's at a double top, but it's been sell signal after sell signal all the way down, and I'd continue to avoid this. Again, like some of these other names, Apollo Group has not yet put in a base, so it's not something we, we can really even think about for a turnaround play. What do you think about Acme Technologies? Uh, Dorfman recognizes that they're one of the leaders in the S&P 500, um, but he says he thinks they're overpriced, and while fortunes have been made on the stock, they've also been lost. So what would your take on it be, Tom? You know, uh, Akamai at one point was $300 a share, and within a couple of years it was a dollar a share. Um, that was that whole boom-bust period in the late 90s. i got to say, for the last 12 months, Akamai, symbol A-K-I-M, A-K-A-M, has been a rock-solid player, and uh, stock continues to give uh, higher highs and higher lows and continues to, to work. At this point right now, the stock is uh, around $50. It continues to form a big base, as it has in the last six or eight weeks. Um, and what about Salesforce.com? They deal with cloud computing, which um, to me personally is very confusing, but I do know that it's gaining a lot of momentum and people are really starting to take notice to it. Uh, Salesforce.com, the ticker symbol is CRM. The stock has given a couple of small sell signals along the way, but the pattern still looks really pretty good. I know that software is one of the favorite sectors, and this is, a, I think, a really nice pattern. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that this is the last stock Dorfman talks about, um, and it's the Standard & Poor's 500 Best Performer for 2010, and that would be Cummins, Inc. Oh, yeah, Cummins Engine, uh, CMI. Uh, this stock has, uh, just in the last 
couple of weeks, the end of November and through December, has really spiked. Stock, I think, happens to be in the right place at the right time. These are very cyclical names. Uh, all of these machinery-type companies, Cummins Engine, John Deere, CNH, which is Case New Holland, a lot of these companies are very cyclical, meaning when we get near the bottom of the cycle, you can see these stocks trading at 10 or $20 a share. When the cycle is starting to, the business cycle is starting to heat up, you're seeing what you're seeing right now. Cummins Engine is trading at $111 a share. Um, overpriced, uh, in the short term, it definitely needs a pullback, but this is an extremely strong pattern. So, once again, I'm Allison Cleary, and I'm sitting here with Tom Maluli, president of Maluli Assets. Um, and, Tom, anything you'd like to add? Well, you know, we always want to remind everybody that these are recommendations put out by John Dorfman. Um, so they're not necessarily recommendations from Maluli Asset Management. If you would like to know what we are buying for our clients, what kind of patterns we're looking for, definitely call us. You can reach us at 732 223-9000. Again, uh, you can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y.net. And I guess that wraps it up for this week. I think that'll do it. Okay. We'll talk to you soon.